you feel uncomfortable, like you should do it because it, one, it'll help you grow. Two, like, you know, you might actually make something happen. Welcome, everybody, to Nashville Drummers Podcast, episode 13. Today, we're super excited to welcome to the podcast Landon Hall, who is the founder of the Music City Drum Show, which is just in a few weeks, July 9th and July 10th. Landon surprised us when he came in, and he had made a promo code for our listeners. So you just go to musiccitydrumshow.com, and you put in the promo code NDP, Nashville Drummers Podcast. That's... uh, they call that an acronym, ladies and gentlemen. And you get 10% off tickets, which is quite generous. It was great to hear Landon talk a little bit about being a self-starter. He didn't explicitly state that, but the facts speak for themselves. He just saw the vacuum that exists here in town of, of a drum show, and he just went to work in creating one, which is something that I've talked about on this podcast before. I've mentioned it quite a few times, I think, at this point. But I really appreciate seeing people not wait until they're quote-unquote ready, until they've really educated themselves about the thing. Just, it's like if you want to be an author, start writing. Start writing today. Don't, Don't wait until you're ready. Just do the thing. And he's, again, he's embodying that. Yeah, it was great to also learn, aside from the drum show, his his own personal background as a drummer. We go into some cool road stories and his time with uh, Desmond Child. So it was great to meet and talk to Landon. Again, if you haven't purchased your tickets for the Music City Drum Show, that's July 9th and July 10th. And you can enter the promo code NDP, all lowercase, for 10% off. We hope you enjoy this interview with Landon and hope to see you at the show. I'm on the west side, like Westmead, yep, Bellevue nice. area. Nice. Yeah. Cool. What about you guys? I'm over in East. Okay, nice. I was yeah. over in like Westmead for a while, um, about about a year, and I just, just moved to Hermitage, actually. Oh, nice. Yeah. Which I love. We just bought a house out there, and it's the best. It's yeah. Freaking. I love that area. Um, I didn't realize before I got out there that there's like a whole Hermitage thing. People who were out there, like, so when I was buying, someone said, oh, those Hermitage people really love Hermitage. I'm like, yeah, what do, what do you mean? Shouldn't you, you should love where you live, right? And then I got there and all my neighbors were like, oh, you're going to love it here. And if they weren't so awesome, it would have been yeah. step pretty, but it was awesome. They're like, they're <laughs> all super rad people like, hey, you know, we're going to do a neighborhood barbecue and blah, 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 all this. It was yes, very super awesome. inviting and oh, yeah, man, made, nice. made me feel well, well at home. Do you feel at home in Belmede? I've lived so many different places around yeah. Nashville, but I do like that area a lot. Nice. I think long term, it would either be that side or Hermitage, Mount Juliet area, just because there's a, like, a lot of stuff over there as well. Have you ever had Culver's out there? No. Don't they, didn't they just get a Whataburger went? too? They did. So, okay. Yeah. And then, so I think there's a Culver's. I haven't been to that location. I think it's in Mount Juliet. It's, uh, 
I like it better than Whataburger. I mean, Whataburger is good and announced good, but I you, think you're Culver's... not offending me by not preferring Whataburger. <laughs> I'll just say that. <laughs> now, I I am a huge In and Out fan. I'm from California. Yeah, oh, really? Nice. So, so In and Out for me is like is a very special thing. And I actually did an A B comparison with Whataburger. Nice. And we'll just say In and Out was was the reigning champ. There you uh, go. But but. You know, to each their own. I need to try Culver's though. It's I've, good. I've actually it's like never the had Midwest it. In and Out. Yeah, I've only had the dessert there. Not. Yeah, they got great custards, yeah. like ice cream and all that. Yeah, the, the burgers are amazing. Um, yeah, fries. They have cheese curds. Like. So, are you originally from the Midwest then? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Overland Park, Kansas, Kansas City area. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Yep. This is our first Kansas guest, right? I think so. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Unless somebody's been lying to us. Possible. Probably Jeff. Jed. Probably Jeff. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jed, yeah. <laughs> Whatever, one of those J's. Yeah. Can't Man. trust him. Yeah, that's where I grew up in the Kansas City area, but uh, also lived in New Hampshire my junior year of high school. Oh, okay. And um, for my dad's job, he had an opportunity to like transfer up there for his job, and so we were like, yeah, let's let's do it. So we, I went to three different high schools out of four years in three different states. So holy moly! And then we moved back to the Midwest, like in Missouri area, Springfield, Missouri area, and uh, had my senior year there. And then, uh, yeah, my family is basically still there in Missouri and Kansas wow. and stuff. But I, and then I moved to Nashville in 2015. Okay, yeah, that, that was my next question. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And all those places besides. Here, well, I'm going to assume you like it best here. Do you like it best here? I won't make that. Oh decision. yeah, okay. Yeah, definitely. Right. <laughs> that's, right. that's usually people st- stay in the place they like the most. Yeah. Uh, aside from here, where did you where did you enjoy living the most? Even though all those stints were pretty brief. Um, I mean, Overland Park is a good like family friendly area. Yeah. Um, I I mean, out of all the places though, I mean, I, I used to live in L.A. too for a couple of years. I like I enjoyed it out there. It's, I, I enjoyed visiting and stuff. I think it's a great place to visit. I kind of got burnt out after living there. Yeah. But um, I don't know. Right now, Nashville is like my favorite. It's just it's more. I mean, it's Music City. It's all fun. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just central to everything. So I I uh, I like it a lot. Couldn't, couldn't agree more, man. Yeah. That's the reason why I don't live in L.A., even though I grew up in California. Oh, yeah. Where'd you grow up at? Uh, opposite end. So, Redding. It's it's like, yeah. Uh, yeah. I know where Redding's yeah. at. Yeah. So, when I moved out here, I had a whole bunch of people ask me, like, well, dude, why didn't you move to L.A.? It's so much closer. I'm like, have you been there? Yeah. I've been there. So, I know I don't want to live there. It's Like you said, it is a great place to visit. <laughs> There's so much going on some of the best music on the planet and musicians mm-hmm. but it's just it's also just to- toxic air and and right. water like you can't, his tongue right now. You, can't you can't <laughs> you can't drink the water I'm like oh dude what is yeah. what is this place yeah the traffic oh like, my god i had lived in nashville before i moved out to la so mm. when you have a little taste of nashville i, I was kind of burnt out after a couple weeks in la yeah. i was like oh dang like like just to get somewhere that's like a cut, like three miles away, it's like two hours in traffic. Yeah. Mm. And <laughs> so, how long were you in LA before coming back? Uh, two and a half years. Okay, yeah, about three years. I had moved to Nashville for music. I was playing with a couple groups, and then producer Desmond moved me and my band out to LA, and uh, we were out there for a few years. And then the lead singer um, was also pursuing acting, and so he just we we kind of split. 
and uh, he pursued acting, and I was like, I'm going to move back to Nashville because <laughs> I like it better, and yeah, just yeah. to kind of continue to work with Desmond. But, um, but yeah, I uh, I was kind of burnt out after a couple of weeks. I was like, man, like I miss Nashville. Like wow. after living, and then like when I came back, you know, Nashville it's growing like every day, but the traffic's getting worse. But I'm still like, this is still nothing compared to LA. It's like, still child's play. I was play. like, this yeah. is awesome. Like I will take this. Yeah, a mile. If there's an accident, could take 15 minutes, but a mile will take you a above 25 like no no accidents nothing in la like all that's just how it is right but that man that's that's brutal you knew within two weeks I think it was that a couple you were weeks. burnt yeah. out and, and you know it's two the and a half um, years mm-hmm. yeah i think it's like the uh when you're in the south like you know southern hospitality so it's a different culture out yeah. there it's a hustle and bustle so i was like oh dang these you know some of these people aren't you know, I think I picked up a little road rage when I was out there. Yeah, so. for sure. I yeah. Well, maybe that's where I get. I think it. it's normal. Yeah, I think like yeah. Like I feel like I can drive anywhere now after driving in LA. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> Why don't we start? I mean, you're wearing the Music City Drum Show. Obviously, that's your main thing here with the show coming up in you know a few weeks. Yeah. Why don't you talk to us about? The dates for this year, who's, you know, what people can expect, clinicians, you know, who's exhibiting, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So this year, um, the dates are July 9th and 10th, Saturday and Sunday. Um, we got Troy Laquetta from Tesla Band. He's doing a clinic on Saturday, July 9th. And then uh, Keo Stroud from Big and Rich mm. is doing a clinic on Sunday. And, cool. um, yeah, there lots of door prizes, special guest appearances. Oh. Um yeah. <laughs> so it's a two-day event this year, right? Because I went yeah. last year. And I, I definitely want to get into the history and how you started a drum show in the first place. Yeah. Um, so people can buy one-day tickets or two-day tickets. How does that work? Yeah. So um, it was one-day event last year. This year, we bumped it to a two-day event. We got a lot of feedback from vendors and attendees that were like, you know, it'd be cool, you know, do a two-day event, kind of be more worthwhile. And there really is a sweet spot for just events in general. Like you don't want to have it too long because like hotels can get expensive for yeah. people. And then you don't want to have it too short where it's like, you know, everyone's packing up drums and equipment just for one day. So you just got to mm-hmm. make it a little like worthwhile. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, so yeah, we have two day passes available and yeah, you can, or you can buy a Saturday ticket or Sunday only ticket. So yeah, you can get them online on our website, musiccitydrumshow.com. Um, or you can get them out the door. Dig it. Yeah. Dude, awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm going to come check it out then. That's That sounds sounds like a fun time. I'm kicking yeah, myself. Man. I'm going to be in a wedding in Montreal. Uh, oh, my. Literally the best man, too, so I can't get it. Oh, no. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm coming back Sunday, so I, I can maybe catch like the, past, the oh, last yeah. hour. But There you go, yeah. Um, I'm super bummed, but... Um, yeah, you never know, man. It's yeah. every every year, like with tour dates, it's so hard to pick the dates. I think like last year we did early August, and then with the venue schedule and stuff, it was like those are the best dates that they had available. But I think next year we'll probably shoot for like late July or early August and kind of switch it up every weekend. Like some events, they always do like the third weekend of a month or something. We'll probably switch it up just because, you know, people have family members that have birthdays that are like, you know, always like the end of the month or something or beginning. So just, and you never know with tour dates. So, Mm -hmm. um, 
can't hit them all. Never, nope. Yeah, never yeah. perfect. Yeah. You can't, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, you're, you're hurting cats in, in this business no matter what. You're right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so maybe just give us some background on how the event got started. Because it was going to be 2019, right? Or, right. And COVID yeah. probably threw a wrench in all those plans. Yeah, yeah. So um, I, uh, I had originally launched it in early 2019, and it was set to be for um, August of 2020. Yeah, I had a decent like momentum going all the way up till, you know, when COVID hit and then uh I had to postpone. So we just pushed it to August twenty twenty one. I uh I I had been to a few drum shows around the nation and stuff and uh I've like exhibited and stuff. I, I was like, oh, you know, why is there one in Nashville? And I did research. There was one there was a few like, you know, like ten or twenty years ago. And I was like, well, why is there one now? I was like, oh, well, you got Summer Nam. Right. And um, so I was like, oh, maybe that's why. So after I went to Summer Nam. Um, You're like, where are all the drum companies? Yeah, there was like only <laughs> yeah. three drum brands. It used and I was to not like, be that way. Right. But... Yeah, they all go to the one in Anaheim. That's yeah. like the big one. So yeah. I, um, after, yeah, going to that and there's only like three drum brands, I was like, dang, well, you know, maybe I can do this. And then, um, yeah, uh, early 2019, just came with a name, launched the site, drew out a logo and had a guy, a graphic designer make it. And then, um, yeah, <laughs> had to, you know, get a venue That's and amazing. just book the dates and stuff. So yeah, yeah just kind of went for it. But I did a lot of research because sure. uh, we're just planning the event. Like you don't, you don't want to like have too many conflicts with other drum trade show events or just music events. So Especially in try- the city. Yeah. yeah. So just trying to find a sweet spot. Do you have a history with setting up things like this in the past, or is this was this kind of a one-off for you? Um, it's kind of a one-off. Like, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I was yeah. hoping you'd say I, that. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't really. Um, yeah, not really. Uh, I guess creating a, a drum show from scratch is what it sounds like. Doesn't seem like a. I mean, that's no small feat, right? No. I used to work for Percussive Art Society in Indianapolis. Yeah, have you been to the PASIC show? Yeah. So, and uh, I was an intern. I worked there full time. So I, I know firsthand, maybe more than, than most, like logistics with a capital L, you know, like that's probably so much of what you're dealing with. Yeah. Still. Yeah. I, when I started it, I was like, man, this is going to be, it's a huge project. And I was like, well, you know, I'm just going to go for it and just, you know, try to market the crap out of it. And um, so walk us through kind of maybe some of those steps in particular. Obviously, you have the idea. You're in Nashville. I'm sure you talk to some friends. Like, yeah, sure, a drum show in Music City. That sounds awesome. You yeah. have the logo. How do you go from a logo to your booking a space and dates and selling tickets and setting up a website? All the, the steps that are needed. All the steps to make it happen. Man, um, yeah, it was like my first time. You know, throwing a, like a big event. So I was yeah. kind of just trying to. It, it, I just had to do a lot of research to kind of figure out um, the timing of it. And seeing if it made sense too. Like I didn't want to like you know go out and lose any money because I'm funding the whole thing. Right. My goal was just like I just want to break even. That way, you yeah. know, worst case scenario, you know, we all just you know have a good time and get the drumming community together. But yeah, I think uh, what did I do first? I mean, I, I was come up with names. I was I had thought of a few different names. Um, the one in the past was called Nashville Drum Show, mm-hmm. and so. Um, that domain name wasn't available and it was already taken. I was like, I don't want to step on any toes because that was like 10 years ago, I think 2011 or 2012. So I was like, well, I'll just, you know, call it what it is. Like, you know, Nashville's Music City. So I started out with that, had other names, but I was like, no, nah, I think that I, you know, I should just 
call it what it is instead of come up with, with another name. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, got the uh, domain name, the website, and then, yeah, the logo, did research on venues, and then just figuring out when to have the event. Yeah, just kind of putting up all the funding and everything up front. Yeah. It's kind of a risk, but I, I I was like, I know it's, you know, if, if I can just get the word out, it's it'd be really cool. As you're saying this, I'm just wondering, like, do you have like a kind of fire that was kind of driving your whole process? I need to do this for the community, for the drummers, for the industry. Like, what was it that was kind of pushing you to do it? Yeah, it was for the drumming community, yeah. um, especially Nashville. I mean, after going to Summer Nam and they're not, you know, seeing only like three brands, I was like, you know, there's so many drum brands that are based here in Nashville, um, like Minel and Pearl and Innovative. But um, I was like, yeah, I mean, they're right, they're right here in our backyard. So after I had launched it, the drive was just to call and email just, you know, nonstop. So I just reached out to brands and uh, try to get interest. I think guys were skeptical at first because it was like, who's doing this? Right. Like, is this legit? And uh but yeah, once once uh, it kind of got a few brands, the snowball kind of, you know, mm-hmm. effect. <laughs> well, do you remember the first brand that signed on? Yeah, it was uh, Firehouse Drums. Oh, okay. Yep. Very cool. Wow. <laughs> I remember those guys. Yeah. Yep. I, forget, be... I forget where they're based out of. Uh, I want to say it's like Indiana or yeah, Illinois or something like that. Yeah. yeah. My favorite part about this whole thing is that the common thread between a lot, a lot of the people that we've had on here is they've just kind of started a thing because they wanted to start. They didn't like wait till they were ready. I, I don't believe in waiting till you're ready to do something like, yeah, well, let me go out and figure Like you did research along the way, but as soon as you figured out that a show wasn't occurring out here like that, you just kind of filled a void that existed. You just went, went to work on it right away. Yeah. Like if you want to be an author, just start writing that, that kind of yeah. thing. I'm, I'm, that's, Huge, huge fan of that. So, yeah. you know, well done. I, yeah, I don't know if you've seen that quote. Um, I'll probably butcher it. I don't know how. It's like, uh, if you feel uncomfortable, like you should do it because mm-hmm. it, one, it'll help you grow. Two, like, you know, you might actually, you know, make something happen. It can be uncomfortable to try to, you know, do, take on a risk, but yeah. yeah. Honestly, like there's a huge portion of the time that we should just lean into that discomfort, you know. And just just do the thing, whatever that is. Uh, I mean, obviously there are healthy things to do. Don't lean into something that's unhealthy. <laughs> don't don't hear me saying that, please. For the love. Uh, but yeah, you, you know what I'm saying. Do, doing something that is good and well intended and and well thought out, but just doing the thing, whatever yeah. whatever that thing is that means something to you, and exactly. doing it right away. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Especially like, yeah, if it, if it means a lot to you or if you have like a huge passion for something, like, you know, it doesn't even feel like work because, right. you know, you enjoy doing it. And it may take a ton of your hours, you know, of your day, but it's like, I enjoy doing it. It doesn't, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it doesn't feel like work. So, yeah. <laughs> so we feel about this podcast. It's a lot of work, a lot yeah. of time. I, yeah. But, um, but, you know, it's a passion project and, Similar to the show, just bringing the community together, and yeah, there's obviously other podcasts in Nashville or just based around drumming, but we kind of wanted to tell more stories of the working class drummers and yeah, people that maybe weren't already on other podcasts. Yeah, no, this is great. This is really cool. What you guys are doing is it, what episode is this? Is this thirteen? Uh, thir- is this thirteen? I think it'll be thirteen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's 
I remember, it's funny, I, I'm pretty Our close with... Our podcast is a teenager. <laughs> yeah, she's... You know what that means. <laughs> oh, great. It's going to start dating. Yeah. It's going to... Watch out, drum click. Sleep, sleeping all day. <laughs> Working drum... Yeah. Sneaking out the window. Well, I was going to mention, I'm pretty close with Matt Krause, and it was actually at the Music City Drum Show last year, because he had a booth. And I think at that point, we had the idea for it, and we were toying with different names. And kind of similar to your thinking, like we ended up just on something that's simple, like Nashville. Like, call it what it is; it's already marketable. Yeah. And I remember just talking. Matt's been a really close friend and a good mentor about the, the whole podcast and everything. Oh, nice! Um, but yeah, I saw a lot of the podcasts are going to be exhibiting this year. Yes, which is awesome. yeah, yeah, we got it. Yeah, we got some podcasts. We'll have, have some presence there. Maybe I mean, yeah, maybe you can make it out. But yeah, I'd like I'd like to make that happen. Yeah. Assuming I'm still here. Right. Yeah, you never know. Right now, you never know. Yeah. a lot, a lot of, I mean, a lot of moving plates. Yeah, yeah. There, without getting too into it and yeah. derailing too far, but I just, yeah, some crazy. My my in laws' house just burned down. Oh, like, like this week. Oh, dude, yeah, I'm so, so sorry. It's Damn. Okay. I mean, it's it's okay. Yeah, everyone's, right. everyone's okay except Dad's got some burns on his arms and a few a few on his face, but he's okay. Every everything else. Everyone, everyone else is fine. Oh, they just, but house is a total loss. Flew my wife out uh, Wednesday morning. That's right. Man, and, yeah. She's but assume, assume, yeah. She's yeah. she's there right now. But I'm like, well, I'm. I assume I'll still be here. I don't know. You never you know. Never know. Yeah, that's life. Yeah. yeah. Dang, man, that is that's intense, man. That's yeah. that's that's awful. It's what, yeah, it was, but it's it's also just life. Right. Weird weird stuff like that occurs. But anyway, that's that's a total aside. Dang man! So yeah, you mentioned you um, that you were traveling. What other drum shows have you been to? Assuming like Pasig, Nam, Chicago drum show, yep, Chicago, so other local city ones. Yeah, Chicago, St. Louis, um, SoCal drum show. They used to have one. Mm. I don't know if they're still going. Um, I haven't been to the one in Hollywood. They have a Hollywood drum show. So SoCal drum Hollywood. show. Did you ever encounter SoCal drums? That company. Yeah, I've yeah I've heard yeah. of them. Okay, yeah, right. I just wondered. Those yeah. are those are some friends of mine. Yeah, I, just want, I wondered if you'd ever worked with them at all. I haven't worked with them, but I think I I uh, I think they were at the SoCal Drum Show when I, I was there. Yeah, it would be a huge <laughs> miss if they weren't. Yeah, just, yeah. I just so I do. And I, I yeah, they're, they're not really affiliated with the guy that put on yeah. the show, but um, but yeah, it was cool. It was a cool event. So as you're going to these different shows, were you kind of making mental notes of maybe what you didn't like about shows? Things that did work. Yes, definitely. Like how, how did that affect you creating your own show here in Nashville? Yeah, it's definitely, it's, yeah, it was a good learning thing to learn all the do's and don'ts and to kind of pick up, like, yeah, what I liked. Yeah, that was that was part of it, too, just with doing a lot of research, even checking out all their websites, see how, it, how it's laid out. And then, you know, just, I was just trying to make a website where it's like, you're not having to navigate through like an airport or something. It's just more like, yeah, all the info is right there. Yeah. Just, just make yeah. it. Yeah. Um, it was good to kind of learn all the, the, the do's and don'ts. You did all these entrepreneurial tasks on your own. Like I know you said you hired out for the logo, but you built the website. What about like all the marketing and like you got the t-shirt on the hat, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Do you have partners now or is that still mostly just you? I do all the marketing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I kind of just took everything yeah, on. I this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not that great. I'm still learning, but uh, yeah, I. It's funny. Whenever I was like reaching out to a ton of brands at first, I uh, 
ran into JC. I don't know if you guys know JC. I was going to ask about yeah. that relationship too. Yeah. So JC, yeah. I, I met him through email mm. and he was like on the contact us page or something. He's like, Hey, you know, who's doing this? Like, it's so cool. So glad to see Nashville doing a drum show again. And, uh, he's like, yeah, you know, email me or call me. So, um, I talked with him and he was just, he was excited about it and, uh, wanted to be involved. And, I was like, yeah, man, like I'm down. Plus, uh, he kind of like ran the MC thing. I don't, I don't really have a strong enough voice as him. So I was like, <laughs> yeah, you can handle. <laughs> and what's, you know. what's his like background? Where does he come from? He's from Pennsylvania. Okay. Um, he was affiliated with, uh, drum tax. Okay. And that's, I was reaching out to drum tax and, um, he had seen, uh, an email or a newsletter, you know, about the drum show and then was wanting to get involved. But yeah, he's in Pennsylvania. Yeah, so it's it's kind of um, it's been great having him like you know assist even at the drum show, uh, MCing and and all that. Just because it's there's a lot, and I've got most of my family and friends and you know um, that just kind of help out because it it takes a a few hands yeah, <laughs> at the show. Yeah, yeah. It has to. Yeah. I wanted to ask some more just playing related questions. I'm, yeah, ha- sure. I'm happy to talk about the event right, and, yeah. and all the and all those all the cool entrepreneurial stuff. I love that, but I yeah. I want to get into the the how and why you got into the playing thing. Yeah, at a young age, I always was fascinated with the drums. Mm-hmm. Um, even you know, like at three years old, banging on pots and pans. Um, I didn't get my first uh, drum kit till uh, my ninth birthday, and I, Which kit was that? It Remember? was a uh, it was a Tama like starter kit. Yep. Nice. And um, so I, I got my my first kit for my Sorry. ninth birthday. Pause. Yeah. I have the. I don't know if anyone else can relate to this, but I always hope that someone says it was a Pearl Forum because that was my first one. Mm. That was my first kit, and I'm like, for some reason, I want other people's first kits to have been that. that <laughs> I, I just I just I yeah. didn't actually consciously right. realize that. Until this exact moment, a lot stopped. of people's kits are the export pro yeah. exports. Yeah, that, that was my yeah. second kit. Oh yeah, it was an right, export. Right, yeah, yeah. I was like, my went from a forum. It was it was super beaten up, all these broken heads and stuff, and then an export. Sorry, I did that. I had to. <laughs> no, yeah, I had to definitely. just press pause for two seconds because I just had <laughs> this self realization. Like, man, it'd cool, yeah. be cool to find someone else that had. Pro form as the man, first like kit. a spreadsheet right. on his computer. Like every, there you go. Every drummer's first. What was your drum first kit? kit? I remember like my very, very first, like, you know, three, four piece plastic drums. I think it was a CB wine red, which Pearl actually manufactured, I believe. Early, okay. early Pearl, they actually yeah. made other people's kits. Oh, they made CBs? Yeah. Oh, you remember what uh, CB stands for? No, I don't remember. Yeah, it stands for you, crappy best. Yeah, you told me that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you put enough tape on those bad boys, they sound, de- <laughs> they sound decent. <laughs> Weren't those like sticks too? Or that was something else? Uh, I don't. That came up on They might have had sticks. Yeah. No, what, no. what about Back Bay? That's what it was, just, yeah. Was back, you ever play Back Bay? Uh-uh. Man, they're these the just junk, cheap, cheap, <laughs> like Home Depot level <laughs> drumsticks. Oh, anyway. wow. No, I haven't played those. But no, my first actual kit was a Gretsch. It was a Catalina Birch kit. Oh, nice. Still red, and now I I kept the red, of course. Oh, that's awesome, so, man. Yeah, yeah, that's a nice kit. 
Anyway, anyway, back to your <laughs> back journey. Back to you. This is about you here. <laughs> no, it's just no big deal. Um, yeah, like, uh, yes, yeah, so I got my first kit for my ninth birthday. Um, just taught myself to play and played by ear. Of course you did, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, what were you listening to and copying? A lot of 80s stuff, like Van Halen. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I, I feel like I was thinking about that. I think it was a lot of uh, Alex Van Halen. Um, Great choice for, yeah, for first Yeah, I was just trying to yeah. play that stuff. <laughs> it was your parents' musical? Did you have any influence? Yeah, my mom plays piano. Um, yeah, and my dad plays guitar. My sis- Both of my sisters sing, and um, my brother plays bass. But yeah, it's kind of a, a music thing. But my dad loved Van Halen and like a lot of that like 80s rock. So, of course, I love any of that, like even from Bon Jovi, Aerosmith. And, uh, but yes, I, I listened to a lot of that and was trying to play along with that stuff. Love it. And um, then by a, like a, around 11, I uh, started playing for like my local church. And yeah, it just it helped me grow better when you start playing with like other musicians yeah. with just timing and everything. So that was a great, yeah. Like a great well, that's, start. And that's a, a different kind of thing too, because when you're playing for a congregation like that, there's a different energy that you're bringing to the table for the most part. Sometimes it's like a full-on rock show, but for the most part, it's like, well, we're kind of, we're here to just get the people to sing the thing as loud as possible, which right. is a, it's a different kind of discipline. Yeah. I did the same thing. I was on a volunteer worship team for 14 or 15 years, something like that. So yeah, same, same boat. How, yeah. how long were you doing that? Uh, throughout my high school years. Yeah, I, I still do it even now. Like I'm on like some rotations with some churches, but nice. Where, where at? Um, Rolling Hills. Okay. Um, uh, and there's there's a few others like on the west side. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, still playing in church and stuff. Yeah, love it, love it, man. <laughs> yeah. Last last time I played in church, I guess would have been Church of the City, Antioch. They've got a Spanish language oh, church, nice. and it's. So I love playing there. I'm like some for some reason it's it's even better in Spanish. <laughs> yeah. That's like I feel the same way about soccer. The announcements. Oh, soccer's they're, definitely um, better in Spanish. Comp- comp- yeah. Yes. Yeah. They're all, they're way more intense. About it. <laughs> oh, it's, like yeah, it's yeah. soccer over here. They're like, dude, it's freaking football. We'll kill you over. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, exactly. Yeah, it's yeah, it's always 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 better with a little bit of that. Little, little bit of that passion. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> All right, cont- we. No, sorry, no, I, I should have. We should have warned you. I am derailer <laughs> no, in chief. Good, so I, you're getting I, better at it. I've watched your progression. Yeah, watched you grow since episode one. So you're playing. Where'd you go through to college? You know, from high school, you're playing. Yeah, I didn't go to college. Didn't go, okay. Um, didn't mean to assume that. Yeah, yeah, no, it's all good. I um. I played sports in high school, and oh, I wish cool. I could do like I wish I could do uh, like drumline and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but with playing basketball and football, yeah, you kind of couldn't. So, well, at least for the schools I went to. Yeah. Um, but I did get to do an ensemble like my senior year, like after uh, it was like late spring, like um, toward the year, the end of the year. Um, I was able to do like a an ensemble thing, so got to do that in high school. Yeah, I was just playing in all kinds of different bands around the Springfield, Missouri area. And then and then I was playing with a group actually out of Cleveland. They were based in Nashville. And uh, I was like their fill-in drummer for a while. And 
they was getting busy, so I like had to move to Nashville where they were. So, um, yeah, I made the move to Nashville in 2015 and, uh, was playing with them and a few other groups. But then that's, and that's where I met, um, Desmond, his assistant, like reached out to me randomly, uh, was wanting to start like a pop rock band. And he's like, Hey, um, I, uh, you know, I work for Desmond Child, you know, we're starting this project. And I was like, Oh, like, you know, oh, that's cool. I was like, sounds like a scam. Like, he's like, yeah, you know, like, right, like right. all the stuff yeah. he's, he's worked so on. Where, I was when, like, at what point in this conversation do I have to wire you money? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. For his daughter's birthday party yeah. or something. Yeah. 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 I was like, uh, okay, sounds like a scam, but, yeah. um, they just wanted me to try out for this band he's putting together. And, and so, yeah, I just kind of been doing that for a few years and that's what we moved out to LA for and stuff. So you said he randomly reached out to you, but okay, obviously it wasn't random per se. Do you know what the connection was there that this person found you through? Uh, his assistant at the time, they were just looking for a certain age or drummer and just like some for the look just found you online or, or yeah, just found me online. Uh, you know, they, he didn't really say they just, they reached out or his assistant was just like, he'd reached out to tons of, of drummers yeah. and they were trying them out and all these interviews. Desmond was really particular with like just the look of the band, like a diverse band and stuff. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, he, it was just his, yeah, his assistant was just reaching out to tons of guys. And I, I feel like, I mean, he probably came across something. Maybe we were playing around like downtown or something. And, but I don't know. It was just, I get this uh, email through my website on a contact page and um, yeah, saying all that. And I was like, wow, this sounds like a scam. Like, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I kind of, again, like being uncomfortable, like took a risk. I was like, right. well, you know, who like, you know, and you're he like, that's why I built this not. website. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that ended up being a pretty big gig, right? I mean, he's, I'm not too familiar with that artist, but yeah. you guys have toured and. Yeah, we did a lot of shit. touring. Yeah, Desmond, he's just, he's a, you know, amazing songwriter, producer. Well, and he's written a lot of my favorite stuff, like Bon Jovi stuff from mm-hmm. Living on a Prayer to like Aerosmith and yeah. even Ricky Martin. But, um, but yeah, so it was that same style too that I really loved. And so. Yeah, when I found out, I was like, oh, wow, he produced and wrote all these songs. I was like, these are all my favorite songs. Like, this is, <laughs> this is kind, perfect. Kind of a dream gig. Yeah, yeah, this is perfect. <laughs> and I'm, sure, I'm sure that's why you were such a natural fit for it, too. Well, like, once, you, once you get actually in the door and like, oh, yeah, you got the look. We want like give you a shot. Well, what are you into? Well, I'm into these exact things, and that yeah. will shut my great because yeah. I wrote those. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's <Right>? perfect. <laughs> exactly. I'm curious. Yeah. Cause I've seen some of your videos, and you're still pretty active on social media. Would you say? Yeah. Um, yeah. At that point, though, were you just doing covers? And do you think that had any contribution to hiring you? And yeah, I think I had like a couple videos out, couple, and so yeah. yeah, it was. I think yeah, just definitely the power of social media and just mm. the online presence. You never know what people are gonna come across. So I think it definitely you know helped having a few a few videos up. Yeah, definitely. That's it's hard for me, man. The whole social media thing that whole game is very um challenging for my mind and my patience like i don't really fully understand how this thing functions i have had multiple gigs that i 
acquired through social through Instagram and YouTube, all these different things. Nice. But yeah. even, even that is still kind of a mystery to me. Like I, I'll, I had somebody reach out and be like, hey, we saw the video of you covering a Muse song. And I was like, how did you find <laughs> that video? And then another, another group reached out, this fusion band reached out to me and they're like, hey, we, we found you. I had like posted a Jordan Peterson quote. And they're like, yeah, we, we dig that. That's cool. I'm like, this is what? This is what? I don't understand. That's a weird place. So yeah. It's basically people just finding these random tidbits of your life, yeah. digital artifacts, and picking up those things that fit into their narrative. Yeah, yeah. and I, I, don't, I don't know where I fit in that. I'm like, I, I know kind of on a technical level, I probably need to do it more. Like, I need to be on it. That's a, it's a thing. Everyone's using it now. Uh, right. But I don't really understand it to, know, if yeah. i'm being honest yeah. it really is a game like you said we need to do like a separate topic on that like a round table yeah well you actually yeah. yeah you you're kind of you'd be a guy to ask because obviously you're doing that for a living partially yeah, some, some respects yeah yeah nice what do you what is it you do like the uh, i do a lot of the marketing for pearl oh, like the nice. band orchestra side of things and i'm pretty active myself just as yeah. a drummer here trying to get more gigs and Nice. Yeah, it's crazy. Try like to, how... of course, balance the digital life of the digital version of myself, which of just like going out and meeting people. Digital is... Dan. Digital Dan. <laughs> there yeah. you go, dude. Yeah, why did I awesome. never think of that until now? <laughs> it's yeah, digital Dan. It's no, it's you know, perfect. Two words it's the best. Okay. No, it's the most clever Dan. <laughs> it's two D words. <laughs> right. Red light. Look at yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Just the power of social media with just getting things out there, and it's you know it's free. You know, because yeah. you can pay to boost stuff. But um, yeah, it's like everyone's on it. It's uh, it's crazy. Yeah, how just powerful yeah. it can be. Well, and after checking your socials out, I was like, oh, this guy's page is like, what, you're 67 some odd thousand people are, are following your page. So what what advice do you have in having obviously grown your page so well? Yeah, I don't really know, like, I don't, I don't have a blueprint on how to, like, grow it. I feel like just from just momentum, like, in past bands, it kind of grew over the years. Desmond, he he got us to, like, open for, like, Bon Jovi and yeah. Aerosmith and got us featured on Nickelodeon. So <laughs> having those platforms, like, you know, definitely helps. Yes. Um, so, <laughs> it uh, you know, you're generic, you know, just be active on yeah. social media and just be consistent. I think consistency is huge. So I ask because there, there are people with giant gigs who are very like publicly seen whose social media presence is like they're on it, but it'll be a very small following. I'm like, so there's not, it's not just it's having, it's right. Exactly. It's not one-to-one -one. like, yeah. okay, just mm -hmm. because you have this thing and you're in the public eye doesn't mean that a bunch of people are, are automatically going to follow you. That's mm -hmm. just, it doesn't work like that. So that's, right. that's why I asked the question. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. yeah Consistency on top of all of that stuff is right. I think probably, authentic too. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this guy, if I know, we can learn all the tips and tricks. <laughs> so you mentioned some of those cool stadium gigs and Nickelodeon. Do you have like a most memorable gig with Desmond or maybe like a, um, a weekend story you could share? Man, you know, well, there's two. I'd say the Nickelodeon one was really like unique. <laughs> um, me and some of the other band members were just like, we were getting ready to get on set. And we're like, wow, can you believe like we're going to be on Nickelodeon? Like, how <laughs> random is this? Like, how is yeah. this happening? But the deal with that, Desmond, he wrote like the theme song for the the show. And so like... Do you remember which show that was or... Uh, 
um, so many now. Yeah, it's a long title. I don't <laughs> think it's on the air anymore. It's yeah. um, 100 Things to Do Before High School okay. or something like that. Okay. And um, in like a trade, he's like, hey, well, you know, my artist, he's also an actor. Can you guys feature like the band and stuff? And so that was, it was just kind of like a deal that, you know, Desmond was able to, you know, make happen. Love so. That. <laughs> um, was that in LA or New York? Yeah, it was in LA. Okay. Yep. And uh, yeah, that was my first time actually out in uh, LA. Yeah, so that one, um, the other one, we were uh, getting ready to open for Bon Jovi like in a few nights. And um, Desmond's all big about just the band look and like, you know, he's got like stylists, you know, like for each, you know, band member because it's almost oh. like characters, you know, like yeah. everyone's going to play a part. And um, wow. Yeah, it's a, there's a lot that Dustin like really thinks like it's yeah. it's kind of yeah it's, it's way more you don't than think just about the music. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, he had a stylist there figure out like you know what everyone like just how everyone was gonna be styled and and whatnot because for one video that we did Desmond was like hey I want you to have like a buzz cut and I was like I've never had like a buzz cut like I usually have my hair at a medium length yeah. and um, <laughs> and so. I was like, okay, like if you think that'd look good for the music video, you know, it's it's nothing like inappropriate. So I was like, did you feel like you basically couldn't say no at that point? Yeah, I was like, Just hey, buzz cut. Asks, yeah, you know, I had went back to like the haircut place like three times because I would tell them, and then they would, and I was also like, <laughs> I was like, you know, don't cut off too much, and then like I would go back and Dustin's like, it's not short enough. And oh so gosh. we had to, uh, oh it took like three times for it. And then finally did like a three guard, uh, buzz. And I was like, this is the shortest my hair has ever been. <laughs> and, uh, but I guess every band member had like, you know, different look. So yeah, at, for that music video, I had a buzz cut. It doesn't even really look like me, but that was a funny story. Just with just, yeah. you know, very technical. On, can we find that? Is yeah. That on YouTube? Yeah. It's on YouTube. Yeah. We'll have to do that later. Yeah. It's what, on my website what too. What song was cool. that? Uh, it's called Ruins. It's okay, uh, okay. it's on my website. Uh, if you just yeah, it's, there's some yeah. videos on there. Yeah. So the bus cut situation. But so we're going to do like Bon Jovi. I always like to wear cutoffs. Like when I'm drumming or practice and all that, I, I usually wear like band cutoffs. And so Desmond was like, we were, he was watching us play and we were watching all the movements, like making sure like you know we were you know like into it. And he was like, hey, uh, he's like, Landon, actually, what you're wearing, wear that for uh, the show coming up. And I was like, are you sure? This is a Motley Crue shirt. Like, they're kind of like, you know, with Bon Jovi, like, right. they've, they've had some beef. I was like, are you sure? He's like, yeah, do it. Just to, <laughs> he's like, do it just to piss off John <laughs> and John Bon Jovi. I was like, um, oh, oh, I was like, are you, I was like, are you sure? I was like, I don't want to do that to him. Like, I've never met the guy. Like, I don't want to, like, oh meet him and I'm wearing a Motley Crue shirt. <laughs> yeah. And, uh... He later, like, he was he was kind of joking. He He's like, yeah, you should do it. It'd be hilarious. Like, it'll, it'll, yeah, let's just do it. It'll, you know, I'll take him off. I was like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I want to do that. But he, um, he uh, I later didn't. I just wore, like, a Bon Jovi oh, cut off. Okay. <laughs> the, he did tell us some crazy stories, though. Like, after that, like, when I was like, dude, are you sure? Like, this is a Motley Crue shirt. He's like, with all their, their beef in the past where he, because he would go to some of the Bon Jovi shows. Mm-hmm. And at the time... It was Bon Jovi that was opening, yeah, for Motley Crue. Desmond was at one of the shows, and he was like, yeah, the, the band almost got like into it, like backstage oh, really? with each band with um, 
Is that bad? Yeah, I guess it, yeah. Great. It wasn't it, for a little, there was a, like, a little part, I think, where there was, there was a little bit of jealousy when both bands were kind of coming up. Like, it was like over little things, like Tommy Lee being pissed because like, hey, Bon Jovi had more lights than we did. Like, they, they had a lot more, you know, so there was a little like, you know, jealousy just from down to the, the, the lights and all that. So Desmond was telling us stories just about stuff that he'd seen. But yeah, it was just, you know, little things like that <laughs> I thought were interesting. Yeah, those are, those are two good stories. <laughs> I, I really like those, like, the real behind-the-scenes, like, rock star stuff where you're like, hey, yeah, no, I was there and this this is yeah. what was going on. Those those are always my favorite story. The stuff you hear on documentaries and stuff, like, whatever, that's that's cool too. But when you have someone who's like, no, I, I was hanging out with those guys and this, <laughs> this, this, is, what this is what happened <laughs> the, This on this day. It was Tuesday and this, they're like, oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Here's a picture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is wild. Yeah, that's like one thing with Desmond, like it's like you lear- I'm learning like every day and just hearing all of his past stories, the dude's got like, you know, tons of stories, just a lot of the behind the scenes stuff that like is not out there. Yeah. And it's really cool hearing that. He does a lot of podcasts too. I was just thinking about that. I was like, yeah, I mean, it'd be cool if like, <laughs> if doesn't, you know, did a little thing, but yeah. You gotta get him on this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Corroborate your stories. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any other businesses either here in Nashville or you as an entrepreneur, like any other things, maybe not music related? Yeah. I've, I've got like a few different things. Yeah. Um, a few different side projects. The other thing I have is uh, diamond star drumsticks. Okay. Um, yeah, I saw you were indoors. I didn't, re- I didn't yeah, realize you. <laughs> yeah. So I only, you know, only tell like, yeah, yeah like yeah. close friends and family and obviously you guys yeah. and now the podcast. Yeah. So. Now the whole world. <laughs> yeah. The whole world. So yeah. no, it's, it's not really like a, a secret. It's just, I, I just don't really care for the spotlight coming out. Like, you know, sure. like, oh, gotcha. you know. Yeah, I started that um, in 2013. Designed a few different types. And I just, I kind of just simplified like the, the line, like, you know how you got most brands got like a hundred different pairs to choose from. I was like, I'll just kind of like simplify that into like six. So they're unique specs mm-hmm. um, just for, uh, for versatility. So just kind of... Um, Do you have different wood types? Is it pretty standard? It's all just hickory, premium. Maple, yeah, or? premium American hickory. Yeah. Yep. Cool. None of this back bay. Back right. <laughs> Home Depot drumsticks. Back bay. I'm talking shit. Dude, these, out. <laughs> these are, uh, have you heard Boso drumsticks? Yeah. These are, yeah, all bamboo. Oh, yeah, I don't know if they're still nice. in business, but yeah, they're out in New Jersey. I forget how I got a pair of those. I think it was my old drum teacher from New York. Nice. Up, but yeah, those are cool. Good. I never play out with them, but they're good practice sticks because they're kind of heavy. Oh, uh, yeah. You know? I was, that's funny. I, I didn't, I don't, you don't think, heavy? I don't think this feels heavy to me. This feels, it's all relative. I mean, wait, what's your normal stick? Oh. A five A usually, yeah, or, or five. I don't know five B. So I normally play with a five A. To me, this is it's not like massive, but it's. I just, I honestly, it's weird because when yeah. I picked it up, it's like, oh, these things feel they feel super light. Oh, interesting. I thought I thought they were lighter than usual. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. You own a stick company. <laughs> yeah, you tell I me this like, is. I do feel like these are lighter than usual. I mean, my the, my five A are. Um, 16 and a fourth inch yeah. length, and these are probably like your standard 16 inch. I, but I do agree, they are. I love playing with them. I'll, I'll mess around on his set with them every time I do. I'm like, these feel really good. Yeah, they like, do feel good. They're, they're pretty. They're pretty cool. Yeah. They're 
Yeah, I don't. I have no idea how they'd stand up to like an actual <laughs> right. gig, like brutal onslaught that I put my right. my drumsticks through. But. <laughs> right. And that's what's cool about just all the brands. Like, there's there's so many cool like stick brands or just drum brands, like from small to large. That you know, there's a lot of cool stuff out there. Yeah. And that's what's that's kind of the goal too. It's just you know why brands do expo events to get you know their brand out there for brand awareness and get new customers are like, wow, like, you know, I've discovered this new drum company or you can see your favorite brands or discover yeah. new ones. So I found this new, I guess they're new drum company. They're called like Ludwig. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, but they're dope. Appar- <laughs> apparently, I think if you ask me, they're about to pop off. <laughs> that's, all that's all I have to say about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're talking about making, like maybe making some drums that you can see through. I think that's an awesome idea. Whoa. Yeah. Visionary. Yeah. I don't know if they if they if I feel like if you just get them in the hands of the right drummer, famous brand <laughs> on national it's, television, it's maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Because you mentioned a few exhibitors that are already signed on for this year. Is, is there a lot more than than last year? Yeah, yeah, we got yeah. a few. Yeah, a lot more and a lot of bigger brands too. Um, no pearls going to be there. Yeah, you got the numbers ready. How many exhibitors do you have? I know you got it listed we're, now. It's going to be outdated, but yeah, it's, it's only going to be higher. Right? Yeah, so it's <laughs> we're at like a, a little over eighty. We're at eighty, so buddy. Yeah, how cool! It's yeah. amazing. And you yeah. got some bigger brands. I mean, it's no no longer just like the firehouse right. local. Yeah, we know. had like a couple big, you know, bigger name brands um, last year. But yeah, yep. definitely this year it's um, a lot of bigger brands, even retail stores, a lot of drum shops, local drum shops. Um, Guitar Center is a new one for this year, oh, like wow, retail. Dude. Yeah, that's so, pretty cool. Um, plus, it makes it like you know for the bigger brands that maybe can't sell D to C they they have they want to have like guitar center there they got their stuff you yeah. know they just send them over there you know if they want to buy stuff <laughs> yeah just head on over <laughs> pearl will be right next with zildjian and um guitar center yep so they'll be they wanted that spot right next to guitar center so when they you know their stuff's in there so yep. they've got uh just send people over to you know <laughs> oh, move. Yep. oh you want to buy now now's the time yeah <laughs> Yeah. Are you holding? <laughs> yes. Holding symbols? Yes, I am yes. holding symbols. Sorry, that was a drug buying joke for everybody who missed it. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a memory of your first drum clinic or like drum event that you went to that stuck with you? And I'm sure that you hope like a lot of younger drummers that go to the Music City Drum Show and, you know, all these other events that you hope to inspire that same feeling, whatever that may be. First or, or just a great experience that you Like, for example, when yeah. I, I went to PASIC for the first time mm-hmm. a while ago, but I was just like... It's just one of those moments. It made everything feel mm. so, so big. I felt so small. I was like, oh my God, like... Even though the drum industry is pretty small, relatively, yeah. you know, but just like seeing the brand, seeing the people behind the brand, seeing amazing right. drummers, the clinics in person. Yeah. We talked about this last, a few episodes ago about like, you know, you can see anybody now on video, mm-hmm. but like it's, it's never going to replace in person right. clinics. And yeah. It's funny. You've actually talked a fair amount through all these episodes about working with PASIC and all of that stuff, but you've never yeah. put it in that way before I felt like you felt so small. That's really, yeah. that's a really interesting way of putting yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, no, that's a great point. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
Yeah, but just with clinics too. There's so many stuff you can see on video. Yeah, when when you see things in in person or even meeting the guys, you know, like oh wow, like these guys, you know, work with Pearl or you know uh, whatever brand. It's kind of cool to meet everyone in person. That magic feeling when you're there, present, instead of just watching it on video. It's mm-hmm. it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, just seeing the drum clinics. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited to watch like Troy Laquetta and Keo Stroud this year. Like uh, we had some good clinics last year, and it was what Mike Dawson and yep uh, near Z. Oh, near yeah, Z. near oh, Z. Awesome. Awesome. Mike Dawson <laughs> yeah, and, and another local guy, uh, Brian Quick. Mm-hmm. He, um, yeah, they they were awesome. You know, you mentioned just bringing the community together. The drumming community is such a special community. You probably experienced that yeah. more so than anybody just putting on this event. Yeah, and. Um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm excited for you for this year. It's gonna be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really cool. Like, uh, like even how tight you know the drum world is. Like, there's it's really cool to see. Even other brands are like friends with you know other brands and um, yeah, to all a the drummers. Point. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, are there, are there hated brands for for you? Do you like this Pearl? Well, sure. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, you don't have to name names because right. I mean, I've only been at Pearl like two years now. I moved here. Two oh. years ago, during the pandemic. Oh, nice. And um, there was some beef with Yamaha, but there was really? actually, it actually, I think employees of each company couldn't be in the same room or like talk Whoa. to. That's what I heard wow. from, yeah, just, I don't need to get into it too much there. But yeah. well, no wonder they, they rent their yeah. own their own complete building at NAM. Yeah, obviously the higher up you go and that kind of thing, you're going to have some tension. Yeah, anything that, yeah. Well, we don't sell as many drums as you, but we also sell motorcycles. So, <laughs> so yeah. We hope your brakes don't work. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> oh, do you ever, you ever see that meme that was like, "Man, I need, uh, I really need to get a guitar." That I'm looking for me. a drum set, a piano, and a motorcycle. And Yamaha's like, "Well, you're not going to believe yeah. this." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> In a a, uh, snowmobile and a four wheeler. (laughs) What else does Yamaha sell? I would like to find the most most obscure Yamaha product. There's a lot. Yeah. Don't like their drums, but no, actually, I do. (laughs) They've they've got fine drums. They've got fine drums. We all make good stuff at the the end of the day. Like we Uh, all realize that it's marketing and. Yeah, I think the 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 interest. Obviously, everyone knows that like Sabian and Zildjian are family, and they don't. Like each other, like, like that's that. Yeah. But I didn't. I wasn't aware of any other kind of like drum world. I'm not aware of anyone beef. that anything right. that's similar yeah. with, with family. Yeah, that's a, yeah. that one's a, that one's a gnarly one. Yeah, I'm like wow, that you guys really <laughs> could, really couldn't work it out, huh? <laughs> you, 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 you're family, and you both make symbols, and you couldn't just make it into one. One big thing yeah. with all those sounds? That would have been pretty cool. 400 years, you still couldn't yeah. figure it out. <laughs> Are you still mad? Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> Might want to go see a therapist. Uh, I would I would actually love to. I would, if I was at a company like that, it'd be like Hatfields and McCoys. I'd be like, you know what? Here's the thing. I know you don't feel the hate for these guys, but if you're going to work here, I need you to hate Sapien. <laughs> exactly. I'm going yeah. to need you to sign this paper saying that you will agree to hate them for the rest yeah. of your life you'll get a tattoo yeah <laughs> artist is coming yeah. <laughs> just, like a b8 but like yeah. but circled and crossed out oh like, my gosh yeah, this is... <laughs> yeah it's like coke and pepsi and yeah. like fedex and ups like i used to work at coke and no, no it's way. weird when um 
yeah, I was an account manager for Coca-Cola for like three years before, really? I, before I moved to Nashville. And um, it was a good job, like had great benefits. So it was, it was like, you know, tough to uh, quit, at least for like my family, like, you know, you sure you want to pursue music? You have a really good job. And, um, but when I had the opportunity to play full time, I was like, you know, it's a no brainer. And even my boss is like, yeah, like I salute you for doing this. Like you yeah. should definitely go after your, you know, yeah. your dream. And, uh, but when I first started with Coke, you just, you get that, like, okay, I hate Pepsi, like, <laughs> the competitors, like, you know, yeah. I mean, now, the like, you know, seeing them in the store, because I did, I handled with, like, Walmart, and I would do, like, the inventory, and so, like, everyone's cool, like, in person, but then it's, like, you know, when you walk by a display, and it's, like, dang it, how'd they get that display? And, oh, like, wow. You know, it, That's so true, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. like... But the, like the guy's cool, like you're like you like we talk all the time, like your friends. But it's like that. Yeah, like you hate the brand. Yeah, it's the, just the like business. it's the, the competitiveness of yeah, like like oh you dog. It's you like got, what? How did you get that yeah. like <laughs> stack base right there? Oh, right? how did you get the Halloween display? Come on, <laughs> you got the gi- the giant Pepsi Wolfman in the middle. Oh, dude, just, like, kick it over and, and yeah. peace out. Right? Yeah, and I'm sure they do the same thing. Like Seven Up and Pepsi, they're like, "What? How'd the Coke guy get like right here on so Action Alley? What the heck?" <laughs> yeah, love it. So, I mean, you obviously have to play nice to all these brands for the drum show, right? How, how has that been? I mean, like you've had to wear many hats, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I, I like, you know, I mean, I have my drumstick company. Um, but like anything that's else, probably helped, I guess, right? Yeah. Just knowing where they come from and yeah. And like, you know, there's like what I built with diamond star. It's more of like a, a community and that's why I'm not really like outspoken that I like, you know, run that, but it's cool to kind of keep it like a community of just all the drummers, you know? Yeah. With just other brands, like I've just kind of been very, um, you got to love them all. And, uh, and they're, they're, they're all really cool. So I, I can't really like. I mean, just for me, I'm sure, you know, you can be endorsed and like, you know, play, you know, certain brands, but I try to be very flexible with everybody because I, I mean, respect everybody. I think they all got, you know, a lot of cool, you know, symbols, kids, Mm -hmm. uh, sticks. I mean, yeah, all kinds of stuff. So it's, I I enjoy seeing and discovering a lot of brands that that I've never even heard of. So. I, I kind of keep it open. It's kind of kind of what you you were saying earlier. We all know we all make good stuff. There's a lot of good stuff out there to be discovered and to and to love. And uh, you yeah. you get the opportunity to to be kind of front and center for a lot of, a lot of that. Just to be on display in your face. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's cool. Just you know, just when people find their preference, you know, because there's so many you know brands you can play, and uh, just with anything heads sticks symbols so mm-hmm. it's kind of cool when, when a drummer gets to go to like an expo you can just kind of be like what do i like you know because everyone's different so everyone's got, got their own buffet. preference yeah, yeah. <laughs> so do you ever see that you, do you follow aaron sterling at all yes i know I, um aaron's a man yeah yes aaron, i love his comedy oh he's his, his like reels or his story videos. he's so funny but yeah. <laughs> he did he did this bit where he was like well here's the thing I'll always play exactly whatever I want. He goes, I'll play whatever I want. Well, I always play, and he's like, uh, I mean, I always use Remo drum heads. And of course, I use Istanbul Agop cymbals. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, and I use my Vic Firth sticks. But, but I, everything else, I play whatever I want. I'm like, like, <laughs> you're like, so really what you're saying is, You'll just you'll hit whatever drum with those things, like I got you. Right. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that just yeah. That's awesome. So you just you, you took me there. That's, yeah. 
<laughs> and then it's the hardware too. It's like, well, what yeah. hardware? Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> get so deep with it. Yeah, what ring light are you using? <laughs> yeah, now you. I mean, there's. You probably both can speak to this. Like, there's definitely a trend of like all these newer, like weird accessory companies, right? Mm-hmm. And, and drummers need like the, you know, like the scrapped metal on their cymbals. It's almost like the less quality is the better. Mm. Like, you know, we're making all this high quality stuff now, and we, we sit in meetings talking about innovation, but yet. You go to like your local drum supplier, Nelson's, and it's like the $2 towel or like the weird China ring or like the stacks. Right. Yeah. Well, I don't, well, the I don't thing, think I'm not saying it's bad. It's yeah. just interesting. Like, well, a thing that like simulates putting a wallet on the, like on your snare. Right. Yeah. Right. Or, it's kind of like a return to our tribal instincts as drummers. Like, we just want to play and make sounds and we'll use whatever we can find to do exactly that. yeah there's all well, kinds of different sounds i think it also says like there's there's a reason not to overthink it too much yeah. like well sometimes you just put a towel on your snare and like that that's <laughs> that solves the problem oh that's the sound i needed great exactly yeah uh, some, but sometimes you need to go out and buy the big fat snare drum with the freaking mm. little tambourine nodules on there and that's the sound <laughs> Who are some of your favorite drummers or your influences? Um, Thomas Lang, Alex yeah. Van Halen. Yeah, okay, big time. Um, I also like Tr- Tommy Lee, Travis Barker. Yeah. Um, Twenty Twenty Royster Jr. Carmine a piece. Yes. Yeah, yes. Like that'd be Hold on. You're a Travis. I have everybody who's a Travis fan. I have to ask. Oh man, so am I. Are you into the Aquabats? I, I I know about them. Oh I I couldn't tell you a song. My I mean, my <laughs> guy, go if you love Travis. T- this is to me. This is Travis at his best. Is w- on the fury of the Aquabats. Go go listen to a song called Captain Hampton. Okay, it's a stupid song, but Travis <laughs> rips on that song. He's doing these crazy cymbal hits and chokes. Love love it. That's my favorite version of of Travis Barker is nice. a- Aquabats. Yes. Travis. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. It's it's cool. All the projects he's been involved with. There's there's a lot of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Some of the smaller stuff that not many people have heard of. It's like man, it's cool. Lang, Travis, uh, Tony Royster. You said anybody? Yeah. Anybody else on that? Um. Was that or was that pretty bad? You know yeah. your basics. Yeah. you know yeah. <laughs> the guys. Who are the, <laughs> the yeah, guys. yeah, uh, yeah. What about you guys? It's very similar. I really love Todd Zuckerman's playing. Oh I yeah, I'm definitely. I consider myself like a technical. I, um, have I met him? Like I did a, pearl, yeah. a while ago. I was gonna say if you haven't, you he's like to, our. You need to like do biggest that. artist right. still. I mean, <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. Uh, for me, it, it's uh. Uh, Virgil Donati, Benny Greb, oh, yeah. um, Mason Guidry, and uh, probably Nate Wood and Mark Giuliana. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah. There's so many good ones. And Lewis Cole. So sick. You know Larnell Lewis from Starkey Puppy? Of course. Yeah. Larnell is a freak. And Sput, see right? Of course. Yeah. yeah. Well, dude, so good to meet you and, yeah. and learn about your story. And just quick, give, give the people those links again about the drum show and where they can buy tickets. Yeah. The website is musiccitydrumshow.com. Um, buy tickets on there, two-day passes or Saturday or Sunday only passes. And also the exclusive uh, promo code you can apply in DP 
all lowercase. Yeah, just those three letters. Uh, Did you hear the fist bump, everybody? <laughs> that was our first, our, our first official. Yeah. What would you call that? What would you promo t- code. Yeah, our yeah, first promo, our first promo code. Promotion. Yeah, discount. Yeah, ten percent off. Yeah. Love it. Thanks Tickets. so much for setting that up. Yeah. If you just walked in here and told us that, we, we didn't even talk about that at the time. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, guys, for having me on the show. Of course. And, Dude, thank uh, you so much for being here. This is yeah. really fun. It was, it was great meeting you guys, and hope to see you at this year or, you know, future drum shows. It'll, you will? It'll be cool. Take it all in, let it all out. Take it all in, let it all out. Thanks for listening to this episode of the National Drummers Podcast. If you liked it, please consider leaving us a review on the Apple Podcast app. Definitely check us out on Instagram. You can follow us at Nashville Drummers Podcast. If you're interested in being on the podcast, go ahead and send a message to either Dan or myself, or you can send it directly to the Nashville Drummers page on Instagram, and we will talk to you and review your case, and we'll judge you harshly. Just kidding. Tell me